Hello, and welcome to the Jubilee Church Podcast. Jubilee Church exists to help all people know God, find family, discover purpose, and make a difference. If you would like to learn more or connect with us, please visit our website at jubileestl.org. In in lieu of a sermon, uh, we actually have uh, put together a special um, video for you that, that speaks to the impact and importance uh, of mothers. Because she gives the best hugs. Because she's cool. I love my mom because she's always generous and nice to me. Because every time I fall on my bike, she just helps me. Because she keeps me alive. She's really nice to me. Because um, on Friend Friday, she lets me watch movies. Because she's nice to me and she's the best. Because she gives me snuggles. Yeah, she's so loving and caring. And providing, she likes. Uh, she likes uh, playing with us, and that she's always honest with us. Because whenever I'm sad, she always gives me a big hug. It's because um, she makes the best beans and rice. I love how caring and kind and sacrificial she is for all of us. Um, there's four of us in the house and she does make sure that each of us have time with her. I guess I'd have to say like what I really love about my mom is just like she's so caring and just like patient with like me and my siblings. I like when my mom gives me kisses. Um, cooking. She plays games with me. I like it when my mom scratches my back. I like when she hugs me so tight when I'm sad. She always tucks me in at night, and sometimes she even makes my bed. And she always tucks me in the bed with my baby. She's very real. Um, We have very real conversations. She doesn't uh, shy away from telling me the truth. I would want to tell her that I really love her so much, and that I I couldn't do anything without her. I would want to tell my mom that there's no one like her and she's the best one. That I love her a lot. I love her because Jesus made her. I love you. That she's the best. I love you. I love her so much. How much I love her? I love you and I miss you. (laughs) Hi mom, I'm on the big screen. I love you. childhood, I wasn't really mothered. Fast forward, when I was 17, I had become a believer, and I was someone who was very self-reliant, and honestly, it took the love of mothers um, who came in and brought 
who nurtured me, like, they really nurtured me spiritually, but it came through very practical means. When we moved to the United States, to a different country, I, it was just a whole different place for my parents and I. So it's just a, con a constant trusting between us and patience that I know that I can go with her in moments that are just very difficult times. There were a number of women uh, who have been in some capacity or another like a spiritual mother to me. I think how that's looked over the years, the last couple decades, has been being recognized and seen, being remembered, being prayed for, being provided for in different ways. But it's also looked like spiritual mothers who have, who have been willing to go into my past with me. They were stepping into my brokenness and it was uncomfortable. I mean, they saw ugly sides of me. I know I have made quite a few mistakes, but her love and patience has just helped me grow in, in just trusting. I think that just the comfort that my mom brings and like the intentional comments and just acts of service that my mom will do for me and for my family and her friends have just really brings me back to God and just the Father that He is and how much He really sees and wants to do the little things for us. I wouldn't have said that I needed to be mothered, but God knew I needed to be mothered. And the women around me in our church knew I needed to be mothered. And He brought me to, the fa to His family for that purpose, that He could bring healing, He could bring love into my life, He could shape me for future generations, really, for my own kids and for the impact of of my life in the lives of other children and other peer mothers and however that, that looks. Me seeing how my mom has loved others, it just has had a shape on how I love my friends and my community, um, listening, being patient. My mom's a really good listener. She's always there. Uh, she makes me feel really safe and just like I can say anything, There's it's a no judgment space. I think the way that being mothered has impacted my relationship with God has been in that I feel more freedom to approach God because I know that He really, really loves me, knowing that He had mercy for me, knowing that He had grace for me, knowing that there wasn't anything too scary from my past or too big for me to ask or too ugly for Him to want to take in. There wasn't anything too broken that He wasn't willing to fix, and so I felt a courage, and I still do, to approach God more freely. I do remember this um, season in our family where my brother needed a surgery about his heart, and my mom just, we were just gathering, my mom was just telling us to trust in God. She's a woman of prayer, and she will pray a lot for all the things that will happen in our family, in our household. And just seeing that, seeing her faith, seeing how she will just take us and start praying has just had a big impact on, on my relationship with, with God. When I wasn't as like strong in my relationship with God, just like the truths that she offered have like stuck with me. Even when I didn't want to receive it, like to this day, the things that she said has always stuck with me and shaped who I am. And just her bringing up over the years how she's seen me 
grow in that area and giving me wisdom on how to keep hearing from God has been so helpful. I love my mom. She has called me out in moments that I have not liked it. And I just really appreciate that now my life will be very different if my mom has not been how she has been. I'll, I will not be the man who I am today because of my mom, because she, I know that she loves me. Honestly, if I wasn't mothered, I had enough brokenness in my life that I don't know that I'd be alive. Because when you go through depths of brokenness and lies root down so deeply, it's really hard to know hope. But beyond that, I was afraid of marriage. I was afraid of having children. I mean, I wouldn't be married if I didn't have their love, honestly. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have children that I have. It was incredibly life-changing for me to have women who were willing to come in and redefine that experience for me. I think if I had to say something to my mom, I would say that I just appreciate everything that she does, like the little things that she thinks just goes unseen. But everything, I appreciate so much, and I just admire everything about you. Mamita, I love you. I, I appreciate you, and thank you for being the mother that you have been throughout my life. There's just a depth of thankfulness and also sadness in it all. I mean, how do you talk about motherhood without feeling all of that? Even though I'm crying, that's really a joyful thing. <laughs> Love you, Mom. <laughs> <laughs>attribute but I do think it is that it's only half like you you have to have the mother and the father whether that like comes together in a biological way or a non-biological way like God was meant to be represented by both and yeah. so um yeah you're missing half if you mm-hmm. if you only have one yeah which is why it's so great to have a spiritual family mm-hmm. because yes. that's not yes. always the case mm-hmm. in yeah. biological families so that's the, a call for us Absolutely. to really take that seriously yeah so i have the pleasure of um parenting mothering biological kids and foster kids and what has brought me joy, I have this picture, I have a folder on my phone that is like a gratitude folder, but this picture, um, I have a picture, it's like the dog pile, you know, like Elijah, Waverly, Judah, my foster son, and they're all piled up and they're all laughing. And that seems like really, really simple, except for Mm. what my foster son had to overcome just to get that close to my husband. Mm, yeah. So that moment of pride, like, man, he really overcame. Like, there's something really beautiful happening here. And then also that joy of, like, my biological children embracing and accepting yeah. other children. Like, it's not a foster brother, it's their brother. Mm-hmm. And, um, <clears throat> I mean, that's just incredible. And, yeah, that... I could not be, I couldn't be more proud. I don't think there's anything else that would yeah. make me more proud. Yeah.
I think there's, um, for me, it, I'm thinking more about my adult kids, but I still am their mother. Um, and also translating it to spiritual motherhood, because it's very similar. Uh, my, when I see my kids taking care of each other, like one of them will say, hey, I'll, I'll pay for my brother to come visit, or hey, I know this is really hard, I'm gonna go over to their house and you know, just be with them and watch a movie. Like, it's no longer just us as parents or me mothering, I'm watching my kids love each other. Mm-hmm. And I've had a very similar feeling, like just recently in the church, like where I saw um, what a person that I would feel as a spiritual daughter walk up and just initiate a conversation. And I knew it wasn't an easy thing for her to do, but she initiated a conversation with somebody. She prayed for that person. And just watching her stretch to bless somebody else, to, it's like, I want, I want all the kids in the family to be taking care of each other because it is, there is something that really, it just brings a joy to my heart when I watch my kids, but it also brings a joy to my heart like when I watch the kids in this house. Yeah. <laughs> I just feel like when it comes to mothering, it's not, it doesn't have to be biological. And um, that is something we all have been called into. And I feel like specifically for me, where um, my mom is not here, or like I have gotten to a place where I feel like there are spiritual mothers who have been there to kind of like play that role of my biological mother and I have been mm-hmm. blessed to to say that when it comes to missing yeah I miss my mom and everything but I feel like there are people that have been there to kind of like fill that void that mm-hmm. would have been there um, and the church has been huge in doing that I have a lot of you know mothers um, especially in Jubilee, and I would definitely call a name. Uh, Mrs. Vicky has been very impactful um, in my life, and I would say with Anna also, um, she's, she's one of my prayer partner, mm-hmm. and it's like we build each other up spiritually, and that is something I really love about, you know, mothering. It doesn't have to be just biological, um, being open to accept that and, you know, enjoy the freedom that we have in Christ, that we are, you know, um, brothers and sisters or uh, family, um, that has been a blessing to me. We can wait a long time for permission to do things that God has asked us to do. And I think like spiritual mothering, I wouldn't have put myself in that category, but I, I think that like the ways that I have been most loved have been through like mothers or spiritual mothers. Mm-hmm. Um, there's one lady who <coughs> is my dear friend um, back in Iowa and she, she's single and has no kids and she has probably made the greatest impact outside of my mom in, in her love and like support towards me. And I think it's easy things, just like showing up, <laughs> asking how kids are. It's like, but I mean, I was thinking about this today. Kids love their mom. Like kids really love their mom. But moms 
love their kids. And it's like, we have to give ourselves permission to like love way more than it seems acceptable. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, especially if you're in the category of spiritual mothering, that kid's gonna think you're weird. And that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, we're allowed to love to that degree, to that depth that like mm -hmm. Jesus, Jesus loved us. A spiritual mothering role is, I was actually reading through some Psalms and Deuteronomy and Exodus, and it was like, the, this generation, what we want to pass on is that our God is faithful. Because sometimes that's what you just need. Like I was talking to a mom and she was heard like some parenting things that we'd done and she goes, you were laughing. Like, yep, you can laugh at some of the most difficult moments because our God is faithful. <laughs> and it, even when you <laughs> have vomit and blood and <laughs> our God really is with us and I think though like when you're in those moments you're like I'm not sure where he is I need a voice of somebody that's been maybe a few yards ahead that have that can declare and say I know and have watched God be faithful to me and he will be faithful to you too you just need that yeah. You just need that voice sometime to remind you yes. of someone that's actually walked through some similar things. There was like a year or two after college where um, my, my predominant just feeling was loneliness. And so I would call her and I would cry and she would pray for me. And I just remember thinking like, these cannot be fun conversations with her. <laughs> She cannot see my phone come up or my name come up on that phone and be like, oh great, we're gonna get to talk to Sam. But she would just be so faithful to meet me right where I was at and speak truth to me and call out lies. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a lot how I view mothering is like just being there in whatever season they're in and like just loving them right where they are, speaking truth and calling out lies and just embracing them. Being a mother, um, a lot of us, when it comes to mothering, we have all this guilt about, you know, some of the things we should have done right or some of the things that we have missed. And the fact is, um, no one is a perfect mother. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter how good you are, there is always something that um, your kid or people around will be like, you'd have done this differently. But as mothers, we um, being able to rest in, you know, in Christ and the finished work of the cross to say, okay, in his, in my weakness, um, he has made me perfect. And I'm able to lean into that as a mother to be able to, um, mother my biological kids and even, you know, my, spiritual kids is just knowing that um, in my own self, I cannot do it and I need God to help me. And for us as mothers also to be vulnerable to other mothers and say, hey, we're in, we're in this together. Nobody um, got it and be able to support each other and build each other up in that. So um, I feel like as mothers, that is something we need to do more and probably maybe share some of their stuff we're going through to encourage others. Um, that way, um, as Anne was saying, like we 
we all have struggles about being mothers, but um, we can be there for each other. Yeah, that reminded me of something <laughs> that I didn't. I've heard, I've heard, I've believed this lie, heard this lie, I've heard other people say this, but I think it's really easy when you're comparing yourself to other mm -hmm. moms, you start thinking, my family would be better off without me. And I just, well, I just want to say, like, that's not true. Um, and it's an easy, it's an easy lie to believe. Um, but God has placed us where we are with a purpose and for a reason. Mm -hmm. And, um, and he doesn't want you ending each day feeling like a failure. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, I just wanted to say that because I think there's a lot of people who believe yeah. that and hear yeah. that. <clears throat> That's good. In my role as a youth leader, just some of the things that I see uh, youth like needing from mothers or spiritual mothers, um, I think some of the best moments are like, when we get down into their goofiness and like celebrate with them, their weirdness. <laughs> and like one thing that was so impactful to me growing up, I mean, I was a really weird kid, was like. Was. Yeah. No. Um, I just felt like my mom would just like celebrate that with me and just be weird with me. But then the thing that she did wonderfully and the thing that we need in this generation is like calling out the good things that we see in them yeah. before we totally see it mm. because i mean it's it's hidden beneath a lot of layers yeah. but speaking it into truth it like into them and being like this is this is who you are mm -hmm. now practice it <laughs> yeah. well when i was thinking about what spiritual mothers and how they're needed in the church i looked up the word mothering and it went to nurturing, but then nurturing went to providing nourishment. And I thought of all the women that I know in the church that provide nourishment, and nourishment comes in different forms, like different women have different giftings. Not every yes, woman yes, looks yes. like what the mothering, nurturing, what we would maybe culturally define that as, but they bring nourishment in different ways. And I think that's what I, I would want, is women to not um, limit themselves yeah. or limit who can speak into their life. Yes, that's Because um, so it comes in all different mm -hmm. forms and we need all different kinds of women speaking into our life. Like I think about the ways I've been nourished when Anna's been leading worship and yeah. the prophetic gift she has, or when I hear a blessing, you know, pray. I feel nourished by that. And Samantha, like when I hear the, the parents of the youth saying, Sam is present with my kids at their, at their recitals, at their track meets, at their, like she is present with them, that, that's nourishing their hearts. So I think that, that is what I'd really like, just to free women to use the gifts God's given them and acknowledge that God really does have a place for them yes. here. I was thinking about that and I just felt like you parent or you mother the way that you were mothered. And for some of us, that's a really good thing because we had good mothers um, who pointed us to God. Uh, for some of us, that is not our story. And I was just thinking about the importance of receiving the parentage of God and that being what we mother out of. 
and um, thinking about how uh, God, He parents us in a way that is like Zephaniah 15, that is like, I'm delighting over you and I'm singing over you and I'm rejoicing over you. And then He is also parenting us in the, um, you know, the Psalm 23, my rod and my staff comfort you. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> was just thinking about the importance of the relational aspect of parenting, but also the lordship aspect of parenting and remembering that um, in order for us to understand our role as mothers, we have to understand God's role in us and that He is the relational, um, compassionate one. He is also the one who sets the boundaries that fall in pleasant places for us. And, um, And we can have so much comfort that if we were not parented well by our mother we have a perfect parent in God and um, and we and any of us can receive that I mean that's something that I need to go to him daily for <laughs> like father me parent me show me where my heart is wrong show me what is good encourage me That was amazing. <clears throat> I, I, um, if you're new with us, one of the things that we hope um, you experience, uh, we, what we hope is the experience of Jubilee Church, is that you experience family. Um, God is a father. The big picture of history, big picture of the Bible is that God is a father, and he's after a family of every, of every tongue, every tribe, and he's going to get it, and he gets it through his son Jesus who died for us, that through his blood and his broken body, uh, we have been forgiven from something, uh, but we're also called to something. We're called to a family, to live out family on mission, honoring him, welcoming in new brothers and sisters and mothers and daughters and fathers and sons along the way. And and that love that he has poured out in our lives that we receive in in a vertical way, that it's meant, to be poured, it's meant to be poured out in one another uh, in a horizontal way. Um, Jesus said in, in John 15 to his disciples that the, the Father has loved me, and as, as, uh, as the Father have loved me, I'm loving you. Now, as of I have loved you, I want you to love one another. And so the experience of church feels like family, that you would experience brothers, that you would experience sisters, that you would experience mothers and, and fathers and, and, and grandparents and, and cousins and uncles. And, and that is what uh, the church is meant to be like. And, and I hope that, A, that you feel that and that you receive that. But I'd also love to exhort you to, to give that, to know that the impact of God's love for you is to extend that to others. And, and many of you who would even have hopes of of being a, a mother, for whatever reason, it hasn't not worked out. I just want you to know that there's still a call in your life to be a mother and to offer that to others. And you heard in that video that actually one of the biggest impacts of receiving um, mothering has not come from biological sources, but have come from, uh, from, from mothers in the church. 
who have offered that. And, it's, and we need that. It's not just daughters, by the way, who need mothers. Sons need mothers. And I've experienced that. I've experienced the goodness of that. And, and mothers in this church throughout uh, my time here has been so impactful. Um, the, the nurturing and the comforting, representing the heart of God. I mean, that's what God said in Isaiah 66, 13. As one whom his mother comforts, so I will comfort you. There's something of God that, that mothers uniquely do, and we need this, and we want to receive that. And as that video has said, though, um, not, not all of our experience of mothers has been great. And, and I know that maybe thoughts of, of brokenness or I didn't receive that. I, I wish I had that. I wish I had what was on the screen. That's not my story. And um, you're, you're one that I would love to, to pray for. In fact, Virginia, why don't you come up here? If this is Virginia Harrington, for those who don't know her, and uh, she had something she would like to share that I would love uh, for her to pray over us as well. It says in Romans 8, 35 through 39, it says, Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? As it is written, for you, your sake we face death all day long. We are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. Knowing all these things, we are more than conquerors through Him who loved us. For I'm convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present or the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. And I really believe there's people here that your experience hasn't been one of real love and nurture. My experience wasn't that. My mother did the best she could, but there was real dysfunction, real brokenness, but God. And I, I, there was like this invisible cord that kept me rooted back in my past, you know, just kept on forcing me back there. And I believe there's some people like that today that there's this invisible cord that keeps you rooted in the past. And you just think, well, if I had a mother like this, if I had a parent like this, I would be different. But God wants you to know, He wants to sovereignly come by the power of His Spirit and sever that cord to free us to receive His love in amazing measure because nothing can separate us from the love of God. Absolutely nothing. And I know that's what He wants to do for, for you if you're in that place. But even if you had the best mother in the world, it's still God's love. It's still God's love because we can look to the mother instead of looking to God. And it, a spiritual mom helped me to see that it's God and only God who can love me the way my heart wants to be loved. I looked in all different places and it's only God's love that heals. Would you, would you stand? We need all kinds of mothers, especially Southern ones. It just brings a different element. Um, I'm gonna ask you to pray, but I just wanna read this verse, Isaiah 49, 15. Can a mother forget her nursing child? Can she feel no love for this child she has born? Though she may forget, God says, I will never forget you. I will never forget you. God wants to pour out his love in your heart today. If you have 
have experienced a brokenness or, or pain or hurt for, uh, in this area, Virginia, will you please pray for them? Father, I just thank you, God, that your love conquers all. Father, your love heals our hearts, God. And I just pray for any man, woman, child, teenager, Lord, who is longing for love, oh God. Father, I pray that you would come to them by the power of your spirit. God, that you bring healing to their hearts. God, that you would cut that cord, Lord, that just keeps them yanking them back to the past. God, that you would free them. Lord, to receive your love in deeper measure, oh God. Open up their hearts, God, to your healing love, oh God. Open up their hearts, God, to a deeper relationship with you, knowing that's where life is truly found. That's where our hope is, that you anchor us, God, with your love, no matter what our past has been like. Father, you you have a new day for us to walk in, Jesus. Thank you, God, that your love changes us from the inside out. Amen. Amen. Stay uh, standing. I want to pray just... Uh, if, you're, if you're a mom, would you just raise your hand? I'm going to pray. If you, would you, uh, if you know them, if you just uh, extend your hand their way, I want to pray uh, for mothers. Um, specifically, I've heard about this thing with, with moms that they're, they're commonly insecure about their parenting. It's something that dads don't experience. We don't, we're, it's like whatever, you know, we're doing... I'm good with the way I am. Uh, I may not be good, but I'm good with the way I am. And so, but I just want to pray for for mothers who susceptible in particular to this lie of the enemy. And it is a lie. There's an enemy of our soul who seeks to condemn. The Bible says there is no condemnation in Christ. And so these words that I want to pray over you are, Uh, words of God. God declares over your life words that don't have anything to do with condemnation, shame, or guilt because those have been paid for on the cross. It's something you didn't deserve, earn, or merit. And so when you receive this, don't think about your past. Don't think about the mistakes you've made. Don't think about um, those things. Think about what God declares over you. I would love for you to hear the voice of God. This is my daughter who I'm well pleased. If you are in Christ, that is, if you are a Christian, that you have received the forgiveness of your sins and His righteousness, not a righteousness of your own, but His righteousness. He wants, he wants you to feel the clothing of His righteousness in this moment. He is a restorer. He is not just a forgiver. He is a restorer. And he wants to speak a new identity over you. And I just want to pray that Jesus, God, I just rebuke the, the, the lying voice of the enemy. It, it says of, uh, of Satan, it says of the devil that he accuses the brethren and the sisters all day and all night. And that lie that says that we're not enough. God, we, 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 we take it on because it's partly true. <laughs> we're not enough. But God, it's your grace that is sufficient for us. So we will boast in our weaknesses knowing that your grace comes in and, and fills the gap. And, and God, I just pray. Will you, I just speak life over the mothers in this, this room. And I pray you just restore back to them, God, the righteousness that you have given them. 
They don't have to fill the cup of their children. They don't have to fill the cup of those around them. They just empty theirs and be content with that. They are who you've made them to be and we're so grateful for them. God, I pray you would even begin to show them in the new ways, just the wonder of how you've made them. Just thinking about the scripture that's on those wonderful pictures, Psalm 30, 139, fearfully and wonderfully made. We pray these things in your name. Amen. Amen. And do just want to exhort us all in being family, to be mothers, to be fathers, to be brothers, to be sisters. So I want to pray that over us too. And then we're going to worship the one that makes this all possible. But I do want to just say there'll be a moment here when our service concludes where you can receive specific prayer. If there's a moment, there's a there's a, uh, a place of pain or, or you just need encouragement or, or you would like to receive the exhortation of like, yeah, I want to step into, I feel God's calling me to be a spiritual mother and you want to step into that. We'd love for you to receive prayer. But God, we just pray, will you, Lord, we want to, we want to give away the love that you've given to us in the manner that you've given to us. Lord, we did not deserve, earn, merit the love that you poured out. So God, we do not want to give love based upon merit deserving our worth. We just want to pour it out. What we receive, we want to give to others. 